Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Are we ready? Are things happening? Am I being recorded? Your words are being recorded and they will be held against you at a later time. Awesome. As they always are, I am Timothy Harvey. And I'm Dustin. And this is Zompocalypse Now, your yes. weekly podcast about things dead or otherwise, but... Uh, Not always. A horror, supernatural, nutty fun times from the TV. This week we are talking about Preacher, and we have been talking about Preacher since the Walking Dead shows are on hiatus. Which, as you recall from last week... Um, Jesse's got some stuff going on. He's got some power... And he has applied the power to uh, uh, people around him. Odin can cannon. Right. And this is going to all end in tears. To, to serve God. Yes, I told Tim tonight. He keeps, he, Jesse keeps dropping these nuggets. Mm-hmm. Like telling people to do, using the voice of God to tell them to do things that are super up to interpretation. Right. Be patient. Serve God. Use your best judgment. Use your best judgment. Open your eyes. Yeah. And I just, I have this feeling that on either the last, the last second, we're getting up there. There's only two episodes left. I think some of these chickens are going to start coming home to roost. And they're not going to be great. Well, I don't see how they could be. Well, we've already seen uh, evidence that they're not going to be great tonight. Yes. Well, first of all, Odin can get and see super happy like he's had a revelation he's going to be serving god he he tells the mayor like i want those green people to come in we're going to have a meeting it's going to be great and the mayor's like awesome and meanwhile his little right hand man abusive husband Mm -hmm. or or, or bdsm husband because he's not abusive it's it's rough sex um is like totally freaking out because he asks he's like did the preacher tell you to do something? And Odin's like, yeah, he told me to serve God. And that's what I'm going to do. And everybody's happy and chill. Aren't you happy and chill? And he's like, I have no chill. <laughs> and uh, and then he cries to his wife. And he's like, the preacher did a thing. And his wife's like, oh, boy, my husband's gone crazy. What's interesting, though, is that their relationship for for everything that we saw from the first time she's sitting down with Jesse mm-hmm. and she says telling him that she likes it. And then BDSM husband, you know, the whole fight thing and all that stuff. Now you actually see the two of them in the room together being a couple mm-hmm. and it's clear that they love each other. Right. It's just one of those They're relationships. They love each other. Yeah. They're just kinky. They're kinky. They're Although she's she's putting on a Lady Macbeth vibe. Oh uh, yeah. Right here. So it's kind of like your 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 time will come. The preacher will get what he deserves. Yeah, uh, and she's right. I think <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be bad for Jesse here pretty quick. Well, it depends on whether or not we all get what we deserve as well, because things could go south. True. Um, the- I I have to. Yeah, things already went a little south with Cassie and Tulip tonight. I was not a fan. You were just traumatized by the sex scene. Well, Tulip didn't look too enthused. No, no, she did not. She did not. Um, 
And, you know, they are your two favorite Well, two of your yes, favorite characters on the show. They are two of my two favorite characters, Odin Kim Cannon, Tulip, and Cassidy. And this was a very Odin Kim Cannon, Tulip, and Cassidy heavy episode. And it was delightful. With the exception of the sex scene. With the exception of the sex scenes. Like, that's, I think, I in a way, I think that Tulip's better than that. Well, in the comic, and again, since since the show has departed so much from the comic, I think we're it's hard to be sure if we're anywhere yeah. near a spoiler on this. But in the comic, Cassidy ends up falling for Tulip, but it's much, much later in the, in the arc yeah. of everybody's story. And so when Jesse, when they think that Jesse is dead, he basically, because Tulip's traumatized by, the, by Jesse appearing to have died, and he basically keeps her drunk and stoned and more or less sexually takes advantage of her for like months. Mm. Um, I mean, Cassidy goes completely, you know, worst guy you could imagine. He's just a mon- he's he's a monster in every conceivable way, and there are consequences to this. So we're clearly not, you know, there there well, or, or or even potentially on even on that that arc. Um, but it does kind of give you a we get actually get a little piece of that. He's just in his reaction is when he wakes up in the bed in Tulip's mm-hmm. uh, at Tulip's uncle's place, and he is kind of pushing her a little bit. You know, he yeah. tells her he's in love. Obviously, he's not in love. Um, but, but, you know, whatever. I think that this, this show should be called Morally, Morally Dubious Gray Area. I don't think anybody on this show has a really strict moral code. I think they all have a... Uh, the, the code, but... There's like, a, yeah, there's a code, but it, moral is, is right. good. Maybe maybe admin lady, and you made a point of looking up her name, and you which is which is gone. Yeah. I have forgotten it. It is immediately yeah. it, it flew away. Yeah, and that's such a shame because Becky, a very nice actress, Hogarth. Um, it is Enid. a hmm? Enid. <laughs> no, <laughs> none of these things. It is a show about bad people, right? And and some of them are trying to do the right thing, and some of them are just trying to make sure somebody dies. Right, and I think I think that there's, I, I always I always feel a little conflicted with the, with the the premise of can people really change, mm-hmm. and, or or the or the the moral the theme that people cannot really change. That like you are who you are, and you're always going to be who you are. Okay, so what is going to be interesting here is that if if we stick in the broad outlines, which they have already established, we're going to for yeah. what Jesse's quest will be, where where you know Jesse's going to try and track down God and get answers. Right. So very soon here, Jesse is going to be, and we saw and we saw the trailer. Jesse's got a gun in his hand. Right. Current Jesse has a gun in his hand. And so if he's if he's going to go back to that part of that life to reach to, to to either save his life here or hunt down God, which is the real him, the the him that is the violent person or the him who is making a legitimate uh, attempt to to be the preacher for this town. Well, remember I I said it earlier that like Tulip has made the mistake to believe that uh, Jesse finding some sort of faith has made him weaker. 
Right. And, I mean, Odin Kincannon uh, is is proof of that tonight. Like, <laughs> yes, it was a force. It was forced upon him by somebody who's manipulative. But if if I don't think that if Jesse hadn't told him to serve God with the booming God voice, Odin would have just been like, those guys with their green initiative. I'm not even going to meet with them. Yeah, he wouldn't have met with them at all. Uh, so and, basically, at the end of the episode, Odin meets with them and kills them all. Yeah. Uh, straight up murders them. Right in front of the mayor, who's just standing there with his glass of brandy. It's adorable. Um, I give them points for not actually having the drops glass, shatters glass. Yeah, he holds on to his glass. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, he's going to need that drink. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they start processing that meat later. Yeah, because you know that's where it's going. Yeah. So but, you know, but that was the whole like serve God order. Like, like that is a very dangerous because you don't you don't know what someone one's God is. Yeah. What is who? What does Odin worship? Yeah. What is what is his what is he serving? Mm-hmm. What is his goal? It might not be the same goal as yours. Odds are good. It's not. And, you know, you give somebody... you Essentially, that's how fanatics are created. They are given free reign to, to serve their god in the way that they think, you know... Right. Is... I don't know. Without any consideration for anyone else's feelings. Well, and which he already kind of was, right. and he's the most powerful man in town. Mm-hmm. He basically cannot be stopped under any circumstances, anyway. Mm-hmm. And now, clearly, he's going. His solution is, I'll just kill him. Yeah. And somehow, we we're, I'm pretty sure in the next episode, we're going to get the justification. He's yeah. going to see doing. You know, we're going to find out how he's serving God. Right. Um, or if not, if not that, it, it'll be soon. Right. Um, and it's not going to be a happy answer. No. And I, I feel like that's gonna, that's gonna give us some, hopefully that'll give Jesse something to think about. Cause right, this whole episode, he's riding high. He's, he's talking to, he's a uh, pop star. Yeah. He's talking to teens about what the favorite apostle is and he's he's giving everybody advice at the diner he's using the voice of god to tell people to do things that are just gonna end up just so bad well on, on one level he's giving your standard boilerplate Answers. advice right but he's doing it with the voice of god and you know be patient mm-hmm. um be uh you know where where does be patient end right how is you know how how does that what does that mean? Yeah, because um, that doesn't that you you leave it so up to interpretation. It can't. It can go anywhere. Be patient. Well, well, I I thought that eventually he'd be able to swim up to the surface. Yeah. Um, use your best judgment. Mm-hmm. Where's your Where's your baseline? Yeah. Uh, is you know I know I know people whose best judgment is never going to be good judgment. Right. Me. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like I swear, but um, yeah, it's just. I mean, it's, it's dangerous. It's all, and it is. I think it is going to come back and bite him. Yeah, and it could come back and bite him in a particularly, um, 
nasty way because again going back to the original to the comic itself it basically kicks off with all of Jesse's congregation being killed right and this is his congregation he's doing this to right uh, they could all you know there's a very good I don't know maybe there's a very good chance they could all die by the time this is done the, well yeah and of course we've got we've got our well, space yeah. Eugene oh poor Eugene who we still don't know exactly what the details are mm-hmm. between how he and the girl who has the the, the coma it. girl. Yeah. Um, but clearly, uh, her mother regards him as a murderer. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen the husband or the father, uh, the girl's father. So... I don't know, yeah. So I don't know if, if, if there's a connection there or, or if she's... You know, treating what happened to her yeah. daughter as, as um, a kind of death. I did. I remember years and years and years ago, like maybe even before I even moved to Kansas City, mm-hmm. I read a little bit of a preacher graphic novel that explained how Arseface got his Arseface. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think they're going that way. No, no, they're not. Uh, in, the, in the comic, it was it was Kurt Cobain, and it was a Kurt Cobain inspired suicide attempt. suicide attempt. Yeah, that and, clearly didn't work. Right. And here, it looks as though the connection between yeah uh, what happened to the girl is a lot more. I have a feeling just just by the fact that there's only two episodes left in this season mm-hmm. that we're gonna stick around in in town. Longer than one season because I don't think we can tie up all these threads. Well, I don't think you have to. I think you can come back because it looks like, for example, we've had our angel here. We have our angels ignoring the phone, mm-hmm. which has not stopped ringing, and they're trying to come up with a story, right? And a way, and Fiore, the uh, uh, the the taller angel with the with the hair sc- angel, the scars on his face, yeah, um, not beard angel, not not beard angel. That's right. <laughs> The tall one, not the short one. Right. Um, there, he's. Uh, they say keep saying that he's the one who that everybody loves, mm-hmm. and so he should be the one who t- talks to them. But he's just so pathetically sad. What he's talking. I mean, even just saying he hello, can't get it out of his mouth. Hello. <laughs> he's always. It sounds guilty and defensive, and these two are guilty and defensive. So. So yeah, they keep trying to figure out what they're going to say and then by the time they gets ready the phone stops ringing which is probably a bad sign. It's a very bad sign. So they go and confront Jesse at the diner. Yeah. And he's like, "I don't even know what you guys are talking about." And then he realizes, "Oh wait, you've been talking to Cassidy." Right, because they're like, "We got you the drugs, we got you the money for the whoring." Yeah. And he's like, "Guys, I never met you." And they're like, "We gave it to your friend." <laughs> and he's like, Skinny fella, pale, sickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, but they they tell him they're from heaven, and they make it. They say very clearly that this is not from God. And Jesse, the way Jesse reacts to that, mm-hmm. makes you think that Jesse deep down knows. Yeah, this is too too good. Yeah, this is this shouldn't be happening. To, it shouldn't be happening to him. Mm-hmm. Um, the the reason I think the phone stopped ringing is because heaven, heaven's patience is up, mm-hmm. and that actually takes us back to the very beginning of the episode with yes with the saint of killers, where or the man who will become the saint of killers, right. 
who we see walking or he riding rides into into rat water this is the town that becomes it's what's it called um this is a town which i think won't exist in an episode or two well the town they're in i can't remember what it's called I don't think it's the same town. It is the same town because Jesse, because the whole thing happens and they make a point of the Saint of Killers passing the tree with all the dead Indians in that it. That is the truth. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll have to double check that because in the comic, and I think that's where we're going with this especially because this is this is hewing very closely to the comic. What happens after he leaves the cabin, um, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So okay. he's he's... He, he goes to town to, water. to get the medicine for his his child. Yes, who's sick? And it's the the pharmacist has it's going to take him till the morning to get it done. Yeah. So he goes to the local bar, hotel, brothel, and asks for a room. And they basically say for sleeping or for whoring. And he says for sleeping. He goes, we don't have any of those. Mm-hmm. We have a chair and a five dollar bottle of whiskey and. So he's looking around, and he basically sees that this entire place is just full of terrible people. Yeah. And there's a preacher there who is telling a really dumb joke. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. But and we both laughed. We did. It's just, it's just you know, it's one of those jokes that isn't really funny, mm-hmm. but everybody laughs. And the preacher recognizes him, or says he recognizes him. Yeah. And and then he sees the guy the, that will become the same killer sees that in the back room of the tavern, they have murdered a, a father, are raping the mother and making the son watch. And they have, because they're doing, they're doing a scalp business. Yeah. They're, you know, selling scalps, Indian scalps, Mexican scalps. And, but it's the kind of town where that sort of thing happens in a back room and nobody seems to care. Yeah. It's. So again, clearly this a bad is, place. Yes, this is uh, if you look at historical accuracy, not a town that would have actually existed, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but he so he leaves. Yes, he decides he gets his medicine and goes. Yeah. And then on his way out of town, he sees another family coming into town, and they're like, "We are going to Ratwater." The, the family that he met on the on the trail already. Oh, he. Oh, he That's the same family. Oh, yeah, and. He sees and he decides he can't let them go on alone, so he goes back into town. Well, he's afraid that the I think he's afraid the same thing is going to happen to them that happened to the other family. Right. So he runs back into the tavern and he throws open the door, and they're counting out scalps, like a ton of them. Yeah. Which kind of tells you that the family that was so nice to him is kind of monstrous. Yeah. Um, because. If it if if we if it's not clear here, the scalp of a person it's like yeah. a that you know the top part of their skin off their skull and yeah. their hair this is a particularly nasty thing to do to someone and you know sometimes it was done to people who were alive I mean it was just and they like, <coughs> you know they have prices for men women and children right so and there there the, the way that the the in Western expansionism and and the way that we treated you know. Indians and it, it, it's of course horrible, horrible. Yes, and this is a 
very graphic illustration of it. Right. So anyway, he leaves the bar all dejected, and the preacher follows him out, and he oh, says... Oh, no, no, wait. First he sits there and goes, he gets his ass kicked. Oh, right. Because he, basically he's interrupting, he's interrupting business. Yeah. And so they just, you know, completely him mess him up. Then he goes outside. Right, and the preacher follows him out and is... And says, like, I remember you from the Battle of Little Bull Horn Run. One of the Civil War battles. And uh, and says, I don't remember anyone who loved killing as many, killing as much as you. And he goes, we lost a lot of good men the, that day. And we also lost a lot of good horses. And he shoots his horse right in the, in the temple. Yeah, and so he ends up having to walk back to his family. Yeah. Who are just... Dead. So dead. Just the deadest. Like, 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 dead is not, like, how do you even more than dead? Like, 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 they had to have died immediately upon him leaving. Yeah, he, by the time he got to town, they were probably already dead. Yeah. And what's interesting is that as as we're showing this, you're only getting quick glimpses of of the their bodies themselves, mm-hmm. so but you see like a crow pecking at a child's doll, mm-hmm. or you know. But then there's a flash of of you know the child in the bed, and then a flash of the of the mother, and but it's just it's all goes by very very quickly. But he yeah. clearly has an effect on him, so much so that he goes and he throws open the cabinet, and there's guns and all swords, the guns. and so he's his peaceful ways. Are put behind him, and I think so. He's got revenge on his mind, right? And this is this is the point in the comic where he will go back to that town, and, and he, he will slaughter the entire town. He'll kill everyone there, men, women, and children, and then he will get killed, and then immediately go to hell, mm-hmm. and where he will. Encounter the angel of death and Satan. Right. And chain of events lead him to become the, the saint of killers, the weapon of God, which means that's why the phone hasn't stopped ringing, has stopped ringing, because they're like, all right, screw it. Send in the saint. Sure, okay. Because <clears throat> it's going to get messy and quickly ugly. Right. But the... I'm sorry, I'm I'm slightly distracted by, by Larry Wilmore talking about some... Some pool rules thing. Uh huh. Did you not see this or hear about I, it? No. So um, they put out this poster, and every one of the white kids is doing is following the rules. Uh huh. Everyone who is not a white kid is not following. <laughs> That's the what rules. I was noticing. That's right. why I stopped because, like, I'm looking at like what's what's happening. So yes, uh, the Red Cross put it out and. Basically, everyone who looked at it went, "My, how racist this is!" <laughs> did you? Did you? Could you have a little? Could you have a little more racist stuff you could add to it? Because I don't know, it's pretty racist now. You well, could go full the, over the top racist. The one that really caught my attention as I what, what drew me out of our conversation mm-hmm. and to the muted television was the picture of the kid diving off of the diving board mm-hmm. labeled not cool and like but and i could kind of like read his larry wilmore's lips going 
like the kid's diving off the diving board. And I was like, what is happening? And so, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I digress. No, that's quite all right. Uh, well, you know, digression is a thing that we do. Mm. We do that here uh, at Sci-Fi for Me and Horror for Me and all the things. Hey, folks, by the way, if all you are... Hormies. If you are... Uh, if you may have noticed that Horror for Me actually has rolled uh, into the main site at Sci-Fi for Me. Just because it's, it's a lot easier for us to keep everything in one place. I can pull up the stats for one website versus two. If you still type in Horror for Me, it will take you directly to the section of the site. This has been... Website logistics. That's right. Um, but in case you know, you, we're, you can still find the horror for me Twitter account. Okay. And the Facebook account. Sure. And that stuff's still there. But we we're wanting to basically have this stuff together because we were we were cross posting a lot of things. Zompocalypse now was cross posted on horror for me and sci fi for me. Um, you know, everything. All of all of our Walking Dead reviews were posted both okay. places. Okay. So. This is super fascinating for everyone listening. They're like, oh, please tell us more about the logistics of your website, Tim Harvey. I'd so, I so, can you tell me some numbers? Can you give me numbers about how many people have listened to our podcast? I certainly could. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even listen to our podcast. Because you're here. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in the room. Uh, well, yes, I can. I certainly can. Uh, I look at the podcast.com numbers all the time. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, I feel like that's everything. I think we've covered it. Oh, except for the Tulip saw admin lady P. Oh yeah, that so, was fun. So Tulip, <laughs> Tulip is Tulip is is she's had it. Yes, she's having it with Jesse. Over is it. T- is, she is ticked off. So she goes to the church, and meanwhile, admin lady's going there to pick up the offering and also to fold Jesse's clothes because that's what people who are frighteningly in love with someone do. And then she's like, oh, I have to, to make a tinkle. And so she goes in the bathroom and doesn't close the door because it's not like she's in someone else's house who could show up at any second. And um, Tulip just happens to have been there the whole time. Yeah, because she just sort of just stands up out of the shadows. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was actually kind of surprised she didn't take the money. I was a little too, like especially when she stopped right right after she mm-hmm. closed the door. I was like, she's gonna take that money. But, but she yeah, just, they just you know they're here. Walks in and she goes, "Where is he?" And she goes, "The diner," and then looks humiliated, which I'm sure, like I don't know what she the that's like the best scenario for her. The other scenario is that Jesse would have walked in and been like. You didn't close the door, and I'm watching you urinate now. Right. Like, and this is a woman who's obviously in love with Jesse, even though none of us can remember her name. <laughs> and, like, it would have been horrible if she had she had been, been doing the business. Well, and it's... She's a, she's a character who is... For all that we... For the, all that Tulip... And and Cassidy and and Odin are just amazing. Yes, our our admin lady is just a genuinely nice person. Yeah, she's, I feel like she might be the only. Well, I feel she like might she's be doomed. The only good person on the show, with the exception of Eugene. And I think yeah, I think you're totally right. I think just the worst thing is going to happen to her. Like like she is. Just, I can't, what's the worst thing I can think of? She is going to have to be Donald Trump's vice presidential running mate. Like, 
that there's nothing like <laughs> the worst possible thing. She's going to have to stand up next to Donald Trump and try and keep a straight face, which Chris Christie couldn't even do. <laughs> you mean Chris the hostage Christie? <laughs> <laughs> and be like, yes, make America great again. Jerry Mike Tyson's going to speak at the convention because none of the other Republican uh, uh, none of the other Republican people want to. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's uh, so terrible. We uh, we apologize culture, for the politics. Our uh, culture is doomed, Tim. <laughs> no, because we have. Uh, uh, oh, you fear the market dead is coming back. Never mind. It yeah. is. It's, anyway, it's doomed. Yes. What else do we have to talk about? Is there anything else? Is there any way we could digress any farther? Probably. My kids are at sleepaway camp. I have great faith that we could. Um, however, we did leave one thing out, I and mean, that was the story Tulip told. About, oh, right. About, about, uh, the, about the iguana, or no, the Komodo dragon. Komodo dragon, yes. So she's talking about... Uh, when, Jesse, when Jesse's giving his, his, you know... Counseling sessions. Counseling sessions. His very public counseling sessions she shows up and kind of pushes her way to the front of the line mm-hmm. and you know and basically it's like i'm i'm in love with a bad boy but he's trying to pretend he's not bad there was this one time when we were we were uh uh smuggling a rare reptiles around and there was this fella and he kept looking at my booty and my boyfriend was like don't look at my girl's business and 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 he was like, well, she shouldn't have had such good business. And so my boyfriend shot that lizard in the face. And 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 Jesse goes, they were going to eat that lizard. <laughs> he goes, you don't know that. He goes, they were, they were setting up a barbecue. And, like the whole congregation of his church is sitting there like. He just. Uh, I just want to know how I can keep my. My neighbor from putting his garbage bags in my garbage cans. <laughs> this this is what we do are not getting enough of mm-hmm. from this show, which is Jesse and Tulip and their back and forth. Yes, just the rapid fire back and forth because they are they are in sync mm-hmm. with each other for all the protesting that he has. He's in sync with her when she talks. He's listening and he's responding so fast. Mm-hmm. The better, and again. This was a very Tulip, Cassidy, and Odin-heavy episode. We really didn't get a whole, whole lot of Jesse. Right. Um, the better, I think, is when Jesse and Cassidy are together, and Jesse is, or Cassidy is telling Jesse, like, the things that are happening, and Jesse is completely <laughs> not listening. He's like, that's great. I'm going to go buy a boat. I need I needed a, a Cassidy on one side, Tulip on the other side, Jesse in the middle, all of them talking at once. Mm-hmm. Because that would probably be. I feel be like we'll get that. I feel really like that funny. Oh yeah, gonna, sure. That's coming. Because I know that the comic was all about the three of them, like having, having the road trip. Yeah, and I think that if we get to the point where we are moving on from this very town-based, yeah, which I think we could be easily by the by the end of this season. I don't think so. I think that we'll be in this town for at least one more. I think we'll. I think we'll come back to it. Because because Odin in the comic was in a different town. Yeah, you've seen and so I think that we're I think we're going to loop back around. I think we're going to leave and then we'll we'll then we'll come back. Hmm. But we'll see. But in any in any event, we're still entertained by the show. Yeah, and uh, we're going to keep watching. We're going to keep watching it, and we're going to keep watching uh, Dead of Summer too. We are that show is 
Uh, it's just going to be a gold mine of, oh God. of ridic- ridiculousness. <laughs> Cuckoo so, bananasness. Yes, no, no, no question. So we will, uh, if you want to follow all of this, of course, yeah. you can find us on, on Sci-Fi For Me and Horror For Me. You can find links to the reviews and other stuff we do on Twitter and mm-hmm. Facebook. I usually live tweet. But I didn't live tweet tonight because it's not Sunday night. It's Tuesday night. We actually had uh, some conflicts and schedule yeah. stuff that push it back. Uh, but yes, Dustin does do, does tweet, and they are very, very funny most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find the rest of Sci-Fi For Me stuff all over the place. We've yeah. got... Uh, We're everywhere. Twitcher We're and Tumblr and all the places that you can find things. Um, if you are listening to this from on podcast.com, Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. We can see the numbers uh, for podcast.com. But if you're listening on Apple iTunes, uh, please let us know because we can't see those numbers. Right. And so basically, if you could rate it or leave a comment, that would be fantastic. The numbers thing is a useful piece of information for us to have because maybe, just maybe, you can sit there and go, Hello, sponsor. Tim loves his logistics. I do. I uh, just, I just like lying on my couch talking about dumb stuff we do that too i could just do that like i don't i mean <laughs> you do, do just, just do that <laughs> i just do that all right well thanks for listening folks we will see you next week thanks yes. for listening this has been a presentation of horrorforme.com copyright 2016 by flaming dog media llc all rights reserved no portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of flaming dog media this is sci-fi for me radio Ha, 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 ha.